found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. As we move into the sports format here on 1700 KBGG, Trent Condon and myself with you for the next couple of hours. By the way, we're here every Monday through Friday at this time uh, talking sports with you from noon until 2. It's a Friday. We are jam-packed today. All of our football guests will be here uh, at various times. We're going to start things off with uh, we're going to get Nick Athen because that's one of the talkers right off the bat, the uh, the ending of that game last night, the NFL game. Thank God we had that because the baseball was a stinker. Uh, Trent Condon's with me. Trent, um, you know, we'll get back to the guest list in a second. I flipped it at 7 nothing. never saw another pitch. My Cubs viewing season came to an end at 7-zip. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, same kind of way. Football certainly grabbed a stranglehold and then uh, was great. went out for a cocktail a little bit later after I put the baby to bed. What is up with that? Well, Aren't you too old to be doing that? Well, no, I, I had to meet somebody out last night, so I went over to our friends at Draft House 50. Good spot. And uh, had a tall one and was able to watch both, but it was at that point 7-1. And uh, and they watched the end of the football game from there. What a, what great a game. game. What a great game. What a You know what? And game. the calls at the end were right? I mean, as yes. long, I have no problem with any single one of the calls. You? They were the right calls. No question. And isn't Crab that what we asked? Off. We, we asked that the calls be the same throughout the 60 minutes of football, mm-hmm. throughout the 40 minutes of college bat, whatever it is. If a foul is a foul in the first half of basketball, it should be the same with a minute to go. It's right? not, but it should be. Yes. It should be. Right. And same thing in football. If a call would be called that way in the middle of the second quarter, then have it be the same way, they were the right calls. Yeah. I, I don't understand how anybody could be upset about the calls. I, I'm with you. It was, just a, it was just a crazy finish. Maybe OPI in the first half wasn't called when you think about Cooper's first touchdown. Yes. Yeah. But you know what? You see contact with with both receivers. Unfortunately, the corner fell down and made it look worse. But mm-hmm. I can understand at that point why Chiefs fans were a little a bit upset that there was no P.I. The strip sack by Justin Houston early in the first half. And there was that phantom you know, defensive holding call that went against them. But at the end of the football game, I have no no problems with the officiating. All right, back to what's coming up today. Uh, Nick Athens going to be here in about 10 minutes. Uh, then we're going to go to Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. Hawks on the road against Northwestern. You know, the more I look at Northwestern, Trent, uh, the, the more I'm thinking Iowa can win this football game. Northwestern's uh, wins so far have not been the shiniest. They really haven't beaten anybody, so we'll see about that. Tom Caker will be here. Bama Bob is going to be here uh, in the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, Dave Sinekin will start it off because of the fact Dylan Montz is playing I mean, Dylan's a young kid. He's got to get the register. Guys are already in Lubbock. Yeah, I mean, Petey gets up at the before the crack of dawn, catches that first flight out of town. Birchie's already there. Dylan is going to get there. He'll sashay in about lunch. Lunchtime, <laughs> yeah, huh? So, so he didn't take that six a.m. or down Apparently to Dallas. Not. Or if he did, he got an awful connecting flight. So right, right. If he was out of here at six a.m., his travel agency needs a talking to if he's on the ground somewhere for four or five hours. Well, we'll do the easy thing. We'll just blame Hines. Blame that's, Hines. That's always easy to uh, do, absolutely. right? Blame his boss. Uh, so Dylan Mott, who's making his way to Lubbock, will join us about one fifteen. Jason Simmel will go inside the numbers, and then Paul Allen, brought to us by Mister Executive, will pre. Preview the Vikings and the Ravens this week before Trent and I get in with our picks. All right, Northwestern, real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a hit on Northwestern. 
Trent, their wins haven't been the shiniest. Let's be honest with you. No. They, when they when they play teams with a pulse, uh, it hasn't gone their way. Um, kind of like Nebraska. Remember <laughs> one time they were on top of the Big Ten West with those back to back wins <laughs> over Rutgers and Illinois. <laughs> Yeah, not so much lately. Um, so you're kind of swinging maybe Iowa's way. Swinging a little Iowa way. I'm tilting more the Wildcats' way Are as you? the week goes on. This is a toss-up game. It is. Point spread tells us game. that. Mm-hmm. And these two teams tell us that. Yep. As difficult as we've had getting a handle on this Iowa team. They're 4-2, and two, and where a lot of people had them, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't look like a standard Iowa team. They're not running the football very That's well. That's true. They're not stopping the run. And this is not the perfect team to do that. Remember, Northwestern slowed down Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. 19 carries for 82 yards. Slowed down Saquon Barkley and until a late touchdown of 50-plus yards. He was like, what was it, 13 carries for 19 yards? He, I think he, it was, he had done nothing. Nothing. Until that one, with what's only takes one with him, but yep. that, we saw that, right? And we saw Tristan Wirfs get the start at right tackle mm-hmm. a week ago before the bye against Illinois. This is different. That was a very young Illinois team. It was at home. Now you're on the road. It's a pretty talented front. I, I think there's some Hawkeye fans out there that think that's going to be, hey, they had the bye week. They got this thing figured out with the offensive line. No, it's a coin flip game. I don't think it's as simple as that, and I don't think this is a team you want to see as you're still a work in progress up front. Nate Stanley's going to have to win this game. He did it against Iowa State. Couldn't do it at Michigan State. Does he do it here? I think that's what it comes down to. Well, I, I'm with you, Trent. Look, earlier in the week, I thought this was – I didn't like either of the locals this mm-hmm. week. I'm starting to lean a little bit more to I can make a case for Iowa. I still think that 66-10 to 10 thing resonates in Lubbock. Yes. I, I think that's good. It's a tough spot. Look, if Iowa State wins this football game this week, oh. my God. Ranked in the top 25. Yeah, here comes TCU next week. Mm-hmm. And look, at, um, they're, they're way better than anybody thought that they were going to be, at, at least at this point. All right, real real quick. Uh, the Cubs fall last night 11-1. to 1. It was over, Trent. It was the, with all the intrigue and the drama was out of that building. Uh, in the uh, After the top of the third inning, Quintana had absolutely nothing last night. But you know what? I, I don't think you could... I shouldn't say that. That's painting with a pretty broad brush. It will be difficult to find a Cubs fan who is not uh, in a positive mood, even though the team went out last night. Look at the, the three-year run that you just had with the, with the obviously last year and the getting to the NLCS in the two years you got knocked out. And we're talking about the Cubs for crying out loud. Yeah. The lovable, lovable losers. There's expectations next year, but this year you're playing with house money. And, and what a run this team took you on. It was a different kind of season. A lot of frustrations, I think. A lot of people waiting for them just to kick it into that extra gear. And though they played better in the second half after the break, it still just didn't have that same kind of feel. It well, was they a bludgeoned different everybody in 16. Yes. Right. And, and, I mean, just ran away with the division. The year before, you had three great teams in that division. It was a fun race. Unbelievable. Then you beat the Cardinals. I mean, you're just, it was just a euphoric. You, you knock off mm-hmm. the Cardinals and you're in the NLCS. This one feels different, but they're you still so hopeful. I mean, the the core that you have there, the pieces that you have that you can move and do some different things. Well, Schwarber's at the top of that list as far as pieces you could move. He's yes. got to be because they need pitching, mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of pitching free agents uh, out there. So does Jeremy Hellickson excite you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Back in the National League, I, yeah. I you know you could see that they've got three guys next year. They've got three guys. They've got Quintana, mm-hmm. they've got Lester, and they've got the professor. Arietta's gone. Yes. John Lackey is gone. 
you think you have to do something in the back end of the bullpen. Carl Edwards was going to be your closer had Wade Davis decided to walk. Now, what do you do with his? Because he got a decision to make there coming up. It's going to be a fascinating offseason, Trent, because this team that's been so good, and they're still really good. I mean, they got yes. to the, there's, there's, there's four teams left. They were one of the four standing. Um, they're going to retool this team. It's going to be different when they hit Arizona in the middle of February next year. And if there's some retooling maybe with a position player up the middle, either Addison Russell or Javi, if they can get a big return. Mm-hmm. Also, wonder, I think everything's, everything's on yes. the table, with the exception of the I two corner yesterday, infielders. Another veteran influence. Uh, a veteran like we talked about, Todd Frazier, mm-hmm. that kind of guy that can come in in his 30s, hasn't been on a winner, that can push through. If that's something they also look, yes, pitching both starting rotation and bullpen is number one. But yep. taking a look at it, you got Hayward, you got Zobel, you do have veterans, but maybe that's a new veteran. Because I think I they lost a lot with Dexter Fowler. Well, they never replaced the the, the leadoff spot in the batting order, yeah. Trent. They never you did. You saw Schwarber they, there for how long? You saw a bunch Ugh. of guys there. Schwarber started the year there. That didn't work out well. Uh, Going to be a fun half season for the Cubbies. The Cubbies, even though their season is over, they moved the needle here locally and will continue to do so uh, during the hot stove season. We'll take a timeout. Nick Athen, we will dissect that. Uh, look, we talked about it yesterday. The Raiders have to win. I think when you're handicapping football, you know, all the trends, everything that you've done up until this point, trying to determine who's going to, who needs it more. Is it as simple as that? Steelers needed it more two weeks ago. They beat the Chiefs. Raiders needed it more last night. They beat the Chiefs. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Chiefs. Nick Athen will be here. Uh, then uh, Tom Kakert will take a time out before we get to Bama Bob as we complete the lunch hour, the noon hour here on 1700 KBGG. Trent and I are with you from noon until 2, and we'll be right back. The Kansas City Chiefs play here. 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Now, we'd never tell you what kind of truck to drive, but what kind of snow plow? Well, that's a different story. For more than 65 years, Fisher Plows have been getting the job done reliably and efficiently. From heavy-duty commercial plows, V-plows to break through deep snow drifts, or a personal snow plow for your half-ton truck, you'll find the Fisher Plow that's right for your need at Shuling Hitch in Des Moines and Ames. It's time to upgrade your blade with a new Fisher Plow from Shuling Hitch. Visit ShulingHitch.com. Hey, it's me, the donkey emoji. Aww. I just want to say, if you're texting and driving, you're acting like a jack Put down the phone, focus on the road, and make zero fatalities your goal in Iowa. When you're hungry for great food, a tasty cocktail, or a good glass of wine, a friendly atmosphere and fast attentive service, remember Jesse's Embers at 3301 Ingersoll Avenue. Open Monday through Saturday for dinner and Monday through Friday for lunch beginning at 11 a.m. Jesse serves just about everything, including some of the best steaks you've ever tasted. Cooked on an open grill, located right inside. The smells are fabulous. And Marty or Dina stop to check on your meal 
and the bartenders, well, they're on your side. Jesse Zembers on Ingersoll, just west of 31st Street. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days. If you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. It's football season, and that means that it's time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent out in here for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, microbrews. Whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. Easter Seals Iowa provides support for children and adults with disabilities in our community. From the front of Camp Sunnyside to employment and daily living skills, Easter Seals provides a wide range of support to promote independence. We have so much fun out in sun here at Camp Sunnyside. Learn more at EasterSealsIA.org. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back to the Ken Miller Show. It's a Friday. Trent Connor and myself with you until noon. Let's get right into it, shall we? Nick Athen uh, is our Chiefs insider. You can follow him at that very Twitter handle on Twitter as we take a look back at a uh, bizarre, crazy ending uh, to that football game last night. Looked as though the Chiefs were going to win it. That didn't go their way. Now, all of a sudden, is the race on in the AFC West? Nick Athen, good to talk to you, Nick. What did that do to the AFC West overall picture last night with the Raiders pulling off that miraculous win at the end? Well, I think, you know, I, I still think the Chiefs, you know, are probably still the best team in the division right now. They're just suffering from a lack of comp- confidence and an ignorant defensive coordinator. So if they can, if they can overcome both those things, I think they'll be okay. 
the Broncos are about to start, what, three straight on the road. The uh, the Raiders haven't even played the toughest part of their schedule yet. They've had three straight home games. So, um, you know, I think both those teams are, are in for uh, some more struggles. I mean, I wouldn't say that the Raiders are back when their defense got shredded by Kansas City last night. And, uh, you know, I think offensively they, they have what it takes to be an elite offense, but they haven't shown the consistency this year. And for Kansas City, you know, the back-to-back losses and uh, – in four days, it really boils down to bad coaching and bad execution by the players. So, Nick, as you go through and you look at this Chiefs squad, a lot of frustrating moments, but the defense, take it a step back. Is that more an impact of yep. maybe Eric Berry, his Bob loss? Sutton? Sutton? Uh, yeah. Where, where do you point to right now defensively in the issues? Well, you know, I didn't think they missed Eric Berry this much, and obviously they, they do. I mean, the Chiefs win that game last night and probably win against Pittsburgh if, if Eric Berry is their starting safety. I mean, I just think the inexperience back there, the lack of the lack of physicality by the, the Chiefs safety is just mind-boggling to me. It's just they're playing soft coverage. They play soft, and meaning that, you know, they're not attacking. They're not adjusting to the ball when it's in the air. Um, you know, they're not trying to tackle or at least slow the receiver down or to slow the running back that gets in the secondary down. They're just trying to shoulder tackle. You know, they just got them basically, for a better lack of word, man up. And, and that really bothers me. And, and, and Bob Sutton is not motivating these guys. I mean, he, and he's not creating good packages. You've got D Ford who just I, – I, I watched part of the game again. I rewatched a little bit last night. I watched D Ford defense, and he's just dogging it. He could have had three or four sacks on car last night had he just kept moving forward and not stopped his his passing. And you look at Justin Houston in pass coverage. I mean, it's just it, it's mind-boggling what he's doing, and he did such a good job of adjusting in a lot of the other wins. But the last two games, he's just digressed that same old Bob Sutton who refuses to budge and tries to fit a square, uh, square peg in a round hole, and it's just not working. Mm. Uh, Nick, it was uh, difficult if you're a Chiefs fan to watch the end of that football game, but – you know, maybe it's a little bit of uh, a good feeling just to watch that game back, and in particular, watch that Tyreek Hill touchdown pass from Alex yeah. Smith. God, I love watch. I love watching speed and and watching Tyreek Hill just separate himself from that corner. I felt bad for him. He was running his heart out. He was just getting left behind. Yep. And Alex Smith put yep. the ball right where it needed to be. What a play! Yeah, it was terrific. I mean, they've done that before this season, and uh, actually. Uh, he could have had the same play with Marcus Robinson if he hit Marcus in stride. Nice he would have scored yeah. a touchdown from the one, yeah, from the one yard line. Yeah. It would have been a ninety-nine yard touchdown because the corner was just was too far off. But you know the problem with this team is not Alex Smith. I mean this team's going to put up, you know, for the most part, thirty to thirty-five points a game, and you know it should win you every game you play. But unfortunately, um, you know they've got some weapons. I mean they're starting to. They're not using Kareem Hunt kind of the way that they should. I mean, I, I don't understand what, what Andy's reluctance is there, but um, I think uh, Tyreek Hill and what you've got, and I think Marcus Robinson, you, you put Marcus, Marcus Robinson in mid-November, I think he's going to be that go-to receiver opposite Tyreek Hill, and then they're going to have two of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL on one side or the other, and that's going to create a lot of potential matchups. But, but Hill is special. I mean, he got banged up really good the other night. A Sunday against Pittsburgh and came back and had a had a brilliant game yesterday against the Raiders. Kind of an oddball question, but uh, as I was watching Harrison Bucker sure. knock a three home again, he's been very good. Mm-hmm. Had those, yes. you know shaky moments early mm-hmm. on and has settled in. 
What's the latest on Santos, and is there an opportunity that Bucker could be the guy going forward? Oh, he is the guy going forward. Really? I mean, they they basically they already they already reached an injury injury settlement with Santos, oh. and he's trying. His agents been trying to get workouts for teams, but uh, they've been a little gun shy. I mean, he had a, a. I think the the issue is with his hip, and I think that's one of the reasons why the Chiefs cut him. You know, Buckner was a guy that they actually wanted that they considered drafting, and uh, you know, I think they might have even actually potentially made this move sooner. They were they were getting they were getting weary on Santos because his kickoffs were, you know, nearly uh, five yards less than average this year. He had that injury in camp, but uh, you know it's 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 Buckner's uh, Buckner's time in Kansas City. I think he's going to be around for a long time. He's a terrific kicker. Uh, Nick, last thing for you: when you think back to the end of that football game, uh, <clears throat> mm-hmm. do you have a problem with any of the calls? I thought they got every single one of them right. Now, if you're a Chiefs fan. I think you could probably have a problem with the the non-OPI call early in the game on Cooper's first touchdown. That could have gone either way. And I thought Houston, the strip sack, that, uh, I mean, I I didn't see a flag on the field. I don't think Nance saw one on the field. It was defensive holding that uh, uh, that disallowed that. I think I had probably more problem with the Houston strip sack than any of the stuff at the end of the football game. Yep. Yeah, I agree. That was, I mean, you know, uh, of all the struggles that they had in the secondary, that definitely was not a penalty. And, and obviously the first touchdown, I mean, it's clear pass interference, or offensive pass interference. I mean, listen, that officiating crew is not one of the best in the NFL. I don't understand why they, they put their uh, bottom third in primetime games. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. You know, they had the advantage of all those cameras. But, I mean, I, I maintain the end of the game, to be honest with you, there were just too many calls. I mean, yeah, you know, it's holding, but when a ball's, you know, a mile over the head of a receiver, I mean, come on, let's face it, it's got to be, there still has to be a catchable, um, you know, a spectrum in regards to some of these penalties, unless it's an absolutely blatant holding call, but, I mean, there were some, there were some holding calls on the, on the Raiders offensive line that were just blatant, there were tackles being made, the Chiefs did it just as much, it wasn't a good officiating game, and I maintain at the end of the game, you know, let the players make the plays, and quite honestly, unless it's blatant, you know, put the hankies in your pocket and, and, and let the players decide it. I, I thought it was – I agree with you. They were probably the right calls, but I still thought it was excessive. But, again, no excuse. The Chiefs should have won this football game. They had no business losing it, and they've got only themselves to blame. Um, and until this team understands that you've got to play every snap from quarter one to quarter four and, and make it important – this is what's going to happen. I think this team could be entering a real struggle period. This schedule coming up is not going to be easy. Well, Monday night against the Broncos and then at the Cowboys before the Chiefs head to their bye. Nick, we'll talk to you a week from Monday, okay, as the Chiefs get set to host Denver on Monday night football. Thank you, Nick Athen. Sounds good. Good to Thanks talk to you. Thanks, guys. Have me on. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you do the same. Right. Nick Athen joining us. Follow him on Twitter, at Chiefs Insider. Just to wrap up that game real quick, Trent, have you ever seen a game where Pylon Cam played as big of a role as it did. I mean, they always had Pylon Cam. Must have, it was a big player last night. Yeah, and Pylon Cam, honestly, it's a cool idea. It's great. But it usually sucks. No, but I, last night was really But it good. was, yeah. Even early in the football yes, game. And yeah. at the end of the football game, Pylon Cam had a huge night. What's going on with Amari Cooper? I mean, Trent, I know he drops never, more balls than any receiver, any number one receiver yes. I've ever seen. Well, and he drops more than anybody this year in the NFL. Yep. He's always had that problem, even back at Alabama. See, I don't remember it this much, though. No, not this much, but it was always something that kind of went with the package. But it's it's gone oh. to another level, and then you see, but he's been terrible this year until yes. last night.
Statistic, but he had there was a play at the at some point in the game, another long pass in yes. the second half. He went up. He had two DBs on him, but he had both hands on and the there football. There wasn't contact with no. him. He, he went up there. They both missed him basically. Yep. He dropped. I, it, you talk about. I'm glad I'm not a Raiders fan. Oh, man. I know. I, he would he would send me to an early grade. Car hit him oh. right in the hands early in the game on a little slant right coming across the field that uh, he hit him in stride. Balls mm-hmm. dropped. Yeah. Seen it a ton. Uh, glad he does as a Broncos fan. <laughs> uh, let's uh, switch from the NFL game to the college game. We'll get our last look at Iowa. Dylan Mont's coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. Dylan's uh, travel, he's on an airplane, so we won't get him as he makes his way to Lug- uh, Lubbock until one fifteen ish Right now, Tom Cakert, uh he covers well Iowa for HawkeyeReport.com. He'll be in Northwestern tomorrow. Tom joins us. Tom Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Tom Cakert? Doing well. How are you guys? Doing fine. Uh, this is a pretty important game for I. Well, for both teams, quite honestly, as they try to sort themselves out in the Big Ten West. Is this? Could this be? Let's put a better way to put it. Could this be the Nate Stanley coming out party tomorrow? Might we see Nate Stanley off that bye week, six games in to his career as Iowa starter? Uh, might he be able to do some damage through the air and down the field on this Northwestern secondary? It sets up that way. I mean, Northwestern's given up almost uh, 250 a game in the air, and they're down to, gosh, I think it's probably their fourth and fifth cornerbacks right now because the top three guys have all gotten hurt this year. So they're a little limited. They've got good safeties, but they've they've given up a lot of yards and a lot of plays, and they're pretty stout on defense. I just kind of wonder if I was going to come out and, try to throw it to open up the run game uh, this week because Northwestern is really good against the run. Well, Northwestern also has some weapons on the other side of the football. Thorson, Clayton, uh, Clayton Thorson's put together a nice season. Of course, Jackson, their running back. Offensive line, though, has been a concern for them. Look like maybe they're starting to round into form and figure some things up up front for the Wildcats. It did last week against Maryland where uh, Jackson Jackson's also been banged up and talking to some of their uh, one of their big guys who covers them for rivals. He said that Jackson is was was hurt kind of early in the year and his numbers have been down. And then last week he busts out for 171 against Maryland, and uh, that offensive line did open up some gigantic holes for him to run through. So maybe they're coming into shape. They've given up. Uh, I think it's 20 sacks this year. Uh, so Iowa may be able to get more pressure on Thorson. Uh, he does spread it around, though. They've got, I think, four or five receivers that have at least 20 catches this year. So he's not dominant to just one guy like last year when right. they had Austin Carr and he was catching, you know, uh, 10 passes a game they're they're spreading it around more this year yeah he caught 90 balls tom that you're 100 percent right and, and you're right i think the leading receiver for northwestern has like t- uh, low 20s and there's a bunch of them right around that uh, right around that number so thorson is uh, relying on more guys well secondary uh, for for iowa going to be tested and if that's the case uh amani hooker is going to see i would think the majority of playing time at that spot don't you uh, i would hope so uh, because um, you know Miles Taylor's been given every opportunity and he has not played up to the level that they need him to play at and with Snyder back I really liked what I saw from the tandem of Snyder and and Hooker back there more than I've liked anything else this year from the the safety position so I I would suspect that Hooker's going to start and he's going to 
play the entire game there unless he were to get injured. Well, uh, you know, this team has been difficult to get a read on. With the week off, we heard a couple weeks ago, Brian Ferentz, when he talked, you know, he was a pretty big critic of himself. Is that just the way that he is built? Was he playing up to the crowd? Brian's been known to do a little bit of that. Your takeaway you <laughs> after talking to uh, Brian Ferentz a couple weeks back. Knowing Brian over the years, that's just Brian. Brian's going to, he's, he is, there, there's one thing about him. He's going to be pretty honest. And if he feels like he didn't do a good enough job and, and everything, then he's going to hold himself accountable in a public way. Uh, if he doesn't feel like it's a fair criticism, he'll bark back at you about it. But uh, he's the one that kind of just threw it out there and said, look, my game plan against Michigan state and the run game was bad. And he held himself accountable for it. So, um, yeah, I don't think he was grandstanding in any way or anything like that. I just think that's that's just Brian. That's the Brian I've known since uh, he was at the University of Iowa as a player. He's just really, really honest about things. Is James Daniels hurt? As, I mean, we know that he missed the first game of the year, Tom. Um, we, we've seen him. We've we've seen a different James Daniels, and, and not for the better. He was. He's, I think he was probably better in his last couple of years than he has been so far this year. Is is that injury that kept him out of the first game, is it lingering maybe a little more than he's letting on? Maybe. I, I think there might be something to that. He's always just kind of said, oh, I'm fine. I'll be out there playing. But um, there's been a couple times where he's limped around a little bit after plays. And, um, you know, that, that's that been noticeable to me at least. Um, not, not a big deal, but it's just, you know, because sometimes you can just kind of fall funny and, and feel like you need to limp a little bit after a play. But, uh, yeah, I I just don't know that he's moving as fluidly as he has in the past where he could get out there and make some blocks uh, on the edge a little bit more. And he hasn't been able to do that this year. And it's just, you know, the they're just kind of trying to figure that offensive line out. And hopefully mm-hmm. this the week offs helped, helped him get healthy and help them get some continuity up front with the the two young tackles and getting Welsh back to to guard and that it's that's the key to the second half of the season in my opinion is is the offensive line getting some continuity and been able to run the ball because if they're at 138 a game and we're in week 11 uh, mm. that means I was probably not um, probably going to be struggling to get to a bowl game Little hoops with you, Tom, before we let you run. And uh, media day for the squad on Monday. Fran, the hyperbole was strong with Steph Curry being compared <laughs> to to young bow-handed. But, uh, you know, you asked the question, I believe, Tom, about FBI getting involved and, and Fran turning in cheaters. Did you think that something that big and turn into a national story was going to come out with Fran talking? I, I didn't. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, I know that I knew that Fran had something to say about it, just having talked to him in the past about things, just uh, kind of just casually that I know it's been a source of frustration for him. And I knew he would have some strong opinions. I had no idea that mm. he would go down the road of I've turned cheaters in. And uh, because that college basketball coaches just have never been willing to admit that other than Bruce Pearl, you know, they just haven't. And, um, so it's pretty bold that he's put that out there, and uh, and good for him. I mean, I, I think there's also some cover there now that the FBI is involved in it that you can say, you know what, I've turned him in too. But the, he's just basically using that to explain 
why the NCAA is kind of toothless in terms of what they can do in terms of uh, kind of figuring out what happened in these situations. Yeah, well done on that one, Tom Kiker at Hawkeye Report. Last thing, Tom, back to football. Ryan Field holds about, I think, what, 48,000. Um, it won't be sold out. But but what, how many Hawkeye fans will be in the building, do you think, tomorrow? Oh, I'd bet there's probably ten to 15,000 Iowa fans. There usually are for every game that I've been up there for uh, over the years. It's just a lot of Iowa fans make that trip. It's a nice weekend in Chicago. Um, you got a lot of alumni up in that area, so I, I know a lot of people that are coming, either coming over or people that are in Chicago that are going to the game uh, on Saturday. Great stuff, Tom. Thank you. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, uh, Jason. Uh, Jason Simmel just got text from Jason Simmel. <laughs> Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. dot uh, As we get our last look at the Hawks, last look at the Cyclones coming up at about one fifteen or so. Looking forward to it. Pivotable, not not just for Iowa and Iowa State, but also for Texas Tech and Northwestern. There's no question. I mean, the direction of these four teams yep. really is going to be determined. By two fifteen, two twenty tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Trent. It's 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 huge for both for all four of the schools in the yeah. two games that we're paying attention to. We'll take a timeout. We'll uh, take a look around college football with Bama. Ba. Tennessee's at home as a thirty-six point dog. And it doesn't feel like stadium. enough. Doesn't feel like enough. If you had now, are you playing that game in our picks? No, not, no. neither am I. Don't. I mean, if you'd had to, would you? What would you do? I I take the points. I it. would, but then I thought about it this way: if they just had a, a number on Tennessee points, yeah, that's a good way. Well, uh, ten, ten. I take the under seven and a half. I'd think about it more. So about forty-five is where you think right. Alabama would yeah. have to. Yeah, it's an interesting. That's an interesting. It's prop. the third Saturday in October. This is a game I grew up loving. Yes. At 36. It's crazy. 36. I know. And then the other thing, too. I mean, Kansas is on national TV tomorrow night. As all, it was, I think they're about 36 points. They are. They are. Bonkers. Bama that Bob. is, uh, speaking of picks, that one is in my picks. Ah, very yes. nice. You had a good week last week, Trent Con. We'll see if you can keep it together. You were 4-1 last week. Those picks coming up at about 145. Bama Bob coming up next. It's the Ken Miller Show. 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with a newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. My employees and I would like to thank you for making MyPillow possible. Years ago, when I invented MyPillow, I thought I was the only one out there with problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I'd flip-flop all night or wake up with a sore neck or headache. So that's why I invented MyPillow. You can adjust MyPillow's patented fill to your exact individual needs to help you get to sleep faster and stay there longer to get the quality sleep you need. I back it with my 10-year warranty and my 60-day money-back guarantee. And now to thank you, I'm bringing back my best offer ever. 
Buy one of my MyPillows and get another one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines to buy a MyPillow and get another absolutely free. That's MyPillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code Des Moines. The time to save is now at JCPenney. Get an additional 60% off clearance prices already reduced by 50 to 70%. Save on thousands of select items throughout the store, like apparel for you and your family. Plus, stack on the savings and get an extra 20% off with your JCPenney credit card and coupon. Hurry and soon. JCPenney. Prices valid for 1025 in-store only. Clearance selections vary by store while supplies last. Savings off regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Coupon valid 1020 to 1022. Subject to credit approval. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Join us for an evening of celebration, reflection, and commitment at Wildwood Hills Ranch Wild About the Child Banquet. Hear inspiring stories how Wildwood Hills Ranch has impacted the lives of Iowa's youth from its beginning and learn how you can be a part of its amazing history. The event is at the Holiday Inn, Jordan Creek, on Sunday, October the 29th from 6 until 8. Event info and registration can be found on their website, wildwoodhillsranch.org. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive-thru options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Ha, ha, ha. 
Chad Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, we will take a look at the Packers. We'll take a look at Iowa State. We'll take a look at the betting numbers with Jason Symbol and the Minnesota Vikings with Paul Allen. Paul Allen brought to us weekly by Mr. Executive. Let's get to Bama Bob, shall we, as we go around college football. Bama, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How's things? Uh, doing great, Kenny. How are you? Doing fine. Uh, Bama, I want to start with you. I don't want to spend a ton of time on the Alabama Tennessee game, but I do want to bring up the you know the thirty six point point spread. Uh, Tennessee is getting thirty six points in their home stadium, Bama. Uh, that cannot be going over well amongst the volunteer faithful. Well, well, Ken, it's actually in Tuscaloosa, but oh, I thought it was in Neil. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's fine. It's uh, but you know what? If it were in their home stadium, it'd probably be twenty eight. You know, so it's just it's the biggest spread in the history of this series, and it started out. Here's the here's the the scary thing, I guess, if you're Tennessee, if you really pay attention to these things. Um, it started out about 32, and it's moved to 36. So that tells you where the money's going yeah. on that game, which is ridiculous. Um, you know, Saban came out, ran it again this week. You know, against the media, well, like. You know, this is a rivalry. Why can't they come in and play their best game against, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, listen, this, it's not going to be competitive. It really hasn't been competitive since Lane Kiffin, uh, the game that uh, I heard, um, uh, you know, Trent saying he was at, the 14-12, you know, Terrence Cody game uh, 10 years ago. And, and the, the gap in these two once or two once proud, once still proud programs is is just crazy. So uh, I don't expect it to be close. I don't expect it to be competitive. CBS has got it. Um, yes, it's better than TCU Kansas, but you know I don't know how much more. Yeah. How how did this become the third Saturday in October? How did it become? It's not like they're close. I think the campuses are over three hundred miles apart. Is it just because it was two good programs going head to head year after year? Yeah, it kind of goes back to the old uh, years before divisions and everything else, and. This was the, you know, General Nealon versus Bear Bryant kind of, you know, rivalry. Um, and and it, it was just, it for years, I mean, years and years and years, it was just, you know, almost, it, it was more competitive than Alabama-Auburn because Auburn, you know, couldn't, couldn't compete with them um, for the most part. Uh, it was more competitive than Alabama-Georgia, you know, you know, Florida before they became a power. Uh, these were kind of the two teams in the conference, you know, along with Arkansas, believe it or not, way back when. But they always played it on the third Saturday of October. Um, you know, starting about 20-plus years ago, that date started getting moved back a little bit because of TV coverages and bye weeks and all that kind of thing. But, I mean, for years, this was – and then, then Tennessee kind of got a foothold of the series, uh, you know, after Bryant uh, left and, and had a – you know, under the Peyton, you know, when Peyton Manning was there and – you know, had a run in it, and now, of course, with Saban, you know, they haven't been, I think it's 11, 10 in a row, 11 in a row, whatever, and very few of them even close. So it's uh, uh, it, it goes back. It has deep southern roots, um, but here, well, you know, kids in high school today won't remember it. Uh, you have to be my age pretty much to remember it, and then even, even a bit older to go back to the Neil and Bryant era. Hmm. Bama, uh, let's uh, get to uh, some of the other games on tap. Look, I'll be honest with you, this USC-Notre Dame game has my complete attention. I, yep. I'm looking forward to this one probably more so than any other game tomorrow. Haven't seen Notre Dame play since the Georgia game. Uh, for whatever reason, Notre Dame hasn't uh, appeared on my radar, but they are tomorrow. 
Darnold's offensive line is is I think has really let him down. I think he's a better quarterback than he's shown, and I think a lot of it's predicated on that poor line play in front of him. Notre Dame, look, their only losses to Georgia. We know where Georgia sits in the pantheon of college football right now. This could be a terrific game. Well, it's got a chance, Ken, and, and you know, like we've always said, whether you're a fan of a, a big school or not, uh, when when big team, you, you always like the underdog. Okay, you like the the TCUs, you like the, you know, not the underdogs, the upstarts, if you will. You know, you like the Washington State. Those are good stories, and, and you root for teams like that. But I think as a whole, just like in any pro sport, you know, when the Celtics and Lakers are both really good, the NBA is better. And when Notre Dame and USC are really good, the sport is better for it. And you get a game like you're going to get tomorrow night. It's essentially an elimination game, I think, because both teams have one loss. Um I think it's more elimination for USC. Notre Dame, we talked about it last week, that schedule they have. If they were to drop a close one here and somehow win out, which I don't think they would be able to do necessarily, but go 10-2, close loss to USC, close loss to Georgia, you know how those teams fare. They're in the conversation but would need some help. Um, but I'm with you. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to Penn State mm-hmm. and Michigan just because I li- I love the wideout and the night game up in Happy Valley. That's my bucket list stadium. My next one I'd like to get to is is Penn State. But in far in terms of competitiveness, um, uh, I mean I'm with you. This 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 one's got it all. Uh, Notre Dame Stadium at night. I mean you, you really can't get much better than that. And when, especially when you bring in a big time opponent that's playing really well and got a you know, an NFL quarterback under center uh, in Sam Darnold. So uh, I saw the spreads about three and a half last time I looked, and, you know, I that would that would probably be, you know, that's probably about right because I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched. ABC, Michigan, Penn State, NBC, USC, Notre Dame, and Fox's night game. Jesus. <laughs> TCU, Kansas. What is going on with uh, – Who made that Fox call? Night? Honest to God. No idea. Well, How does know, it happen? That's probably going to be one of life's great mysteries that will go unanswered. Um, I, you look at what Fox has tomorrow, Ken, and it's really not much. Um, I probably would have put Oklahoma, Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe they figure, listen, going up against those other two games, maybe. nobody's going to watch anyway. So let's put the Don't highest rank. Maybe try to get some of the Dallas market. I mean, I don't know what yeah. they're thinking. This game is not going to be – if form holds, it's not going to be competitive. I mean, TCU's a 39-point favorite. And, it's, you know, think about that for a minute. TCU's a 39-point favorite <laughs> over Kansas, and Alabama's 36 over Tennessee. I mean, that's just crazy when you think of only three-point difference there. But I'm with you. I, I mean, I, this game has just no appeal to me. I, I Unless we get to, you know, I see something crawl on the screen that with eight minutes left, you know, Kansas is up by four. <laughs> Only time I'm going to flip this game over, and I don't expect that to happen. Speaking of TV, Bama, Urban Meyer comes out this week and talking about night games. He was the one that wanted the Big Ten to have more night games, but it looks like Iowa-Ohio State might be a night game. He doesn't seem very pleased about that. It'll be the fourth night game for them this season on the road. He also doesn't like playing early kickoffs. He has also right. derided well, for him. noon kickoffs, Eastern, 11 o'clock for us here in the Central Time Zone. Urban Meyer, boy, he annoys the crap out of me. Yeah, and you're not the only one. Um, listen, I, I've, I've never been an urban. He's excellent coach, great recruiter, knows what he's doing. Um, you know, he's been a winner everywhere he's gone. you got to give it to him. Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, now Ohio State. Um, but, yeah, he annoys the crap out of a lot of people. And... 
I've, I lost a lot of respect for Urban when he, in my opinion, he basically stole about three and a half million bucks from Florida for, you know, quitting and then coming back that last season after Tebow. And I think they went six and six. You could tell his heart what it wasn't in it. Then he retired. Oh, until the Ohio State job came open. Then he unretired. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he ran a loose ship down at Florida. There's no question about it. Uh, all the incidents that went on down there. And and now you're, you're right. I mean, now he's whining. I mean, when, when would you like to play, Urban? You know, <laughs> you don't like morning games. You don't like night games. It's, you know, I'm sorry, but you're not in the SEC, so the 2:30 CBS not available to you. Um, I, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. We, we, we saw from Chris Peterson. Uh, I, you know, I'd be interested to see if anybody goes after Urban Meyer the way they went after yeah. Chris Peterson. I doubt it happens. But, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. You know, same situation. Great point. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't I don't understand the whining, you know. you know, And I've heard, listen, I don't want to bring anything back to Nick Saban, but people have asked him this before, and his basic stock answer is, you know, you know, we'll play when they tell us to play, basically. And, and you know, we, they're used to – they don't get many early games, but they, you know, unless it's, uh, you know, Mercer or somebody like that because they're either going to be in prime time or they're going to be the CBS game. So they don't deal with a lot of early morning kickoffs, 11 a.m. But, uh, you know, you just – I don't know. I don't understand the motivation, but I'm with you. I'm not a big Urban Meyer fan. By the way, Alabama will host Mercer on November <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, unbelievable. Pat, let's go back to that Big 12 tilt that you that we kind of uh, t- tap danced around, K-State, Oklahoma. K-State, uh, they've had some success against Oklahoma. I think they've won two out of the last five games. Um, Oklahoma absolutely has to win this football game. They have no margin for error with the TCU showdown looming, Oklahoma yep. State showdown looming. Uh, the Big 12's title hopes hanging by – or playoff hopes, rather, hanging by a thread possibly – um, but, boy, um, we've seen Bill Snyder win these kind of games before. Now Jesse Ertz, his quarterback, is out. Do you give K-State a chance in this game tomorrow? I just I can't do it, Ken. I, I just, you know, we thought the same thing, uh, you know, was it against TCU or, or you know, because that game was crazy, delayed by weather for so long or, or whatever it was. I mean, I, listen, I just, without Ertz, I just, again, I go back to the Vanderbilt game. I mean, he was all they had against Vanderbilt. And Oklahoma – you would think is a little better on defense and everywhere else, uh, and they certainly have the best player on the field tomorrow. You never discount Bill Snyder in a home game. Um, I just don't think he has the horses unless Oklahoma helps him a lot. And I mean, you know, two, multi, multiple turnovers, maybe a pick six, a block punt, short field, whatever, you know, all that type of thing. I think K State's going to need some quick strike scoring help in order to kind of stay up with Oklahoma. Now, their defense is not too bad, but, you know, it's like everywhere else. If you, if you if you can't put points on the board, eventually Oklahoma's going to break you down and Mayfield's going to make plays. Um, so, I, you know, I would give them maybe a 15% chance of pulling off an upset, maybe a 31-3 of keeping it close into the second half. But uh, otherwise, I think I just think Oklahoma's on a mission. Um, you know, they got the Texas – the only thing would be coming off the, you know, the the Red River game. Is it a bit of a letdown, uh, a bit of a trap game? But I, I don't see that happening. Um, but again, it wouldn't shock me if it did. But it would be very surprising. Bama, just thirty seconds. Miami has got a uh, another interesting game with Syracuse. They escape against Georgia Tech. 
Can Q's keep the momentum going, or Miami continue undefeated in 30 seconds? I think Miami, uh, I'm, listen, I, I think the Syracuse win, while it was great, while it was certainly unexpected, um, I think was aided a lot by Kelly Bryant going out. I think mm-hmm. if he stays in that game, they win. Um, nothing against Syracuse. Again, uh, they came to play and, and they won the game. So not their fault the quarterback got hurt. But uh, I'm not completely on board the Miami machine just yet. Uh, but Mark Rick's got him going, and we talked about it. When he took the job, last year would be a transition year, and he's just—he's a really good coach who just went stale at the program where he was at, and and I think he's going back there, and he is a good quarterback coach. Uh, I don't—he doesn't have them back to where they were. I don't think they'll ever be where they were, late '80s, early '90s. Um, but I—I I, I like Miami in this game. Uh, again, I, if if you know everybody stays healthy and and competes like you would and. Syracuse had a great win. I think they're going in the right direction, but I think you're asking an awful, you're asking an awful lot of the team to pull off a Clemson Miami parlay. Yeah, that would be. A, I love their quarterback. Dungey's a really nice player, yeah, and Schmel receivers good, Bama. But you're right, asking it, a ton. It's a skill position. There's no question about it. I just don't know if the defense can hold up. Uh, absolutely, Bama. We will talk to you at this time uh, on Monday, twelve forty. We'll recap the weekend. Thank you, Bama. All right, guys, look forward to it. Have a great one. You, know, you do the same. Bama Bob, you can follow him on Twitter, at Bama Bob, B-A-M-A-B-O-B, at Bama Bob on Twitter. Uh, Trent and I will come back with the 1 o'clock hour. We'll be all over the map. We will uh, do our last look with Dylan Montz as he makes his way to Lubbock. The head cheese, Dave Sinekin, will be here. Aaron Rodgers' surgery was yesterday. What do they do with him? Is he on the IR? Big spot for the Packers this week, no doubt about that. We'll talk to Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, and hopefully Jason Symbol will take us inside the numbers as we'll head out to Las Vegas. It's the Ken Miller Show, the 1 o'clock hours next on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. The Home Depot has ladders. Lots and lots of ladders. And now through the end of November, select ladders come right to your door with free shipping from HomeDepot.com. Select from a 6-foot step ladder, an extension ladder for higher projects, or maybe a 22-foot adjustable multi-position gorilla ladder. Step up to great savings on a new ladder. And now through November, get free shipping when you order on HomeDepot.com. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Offer valid on select ladders online only. I'm Nick Soboleski, a select quote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, 
I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-705-7442. That's 800-705-7442. 800-705-7442. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Special Olympics Iowa will host the annual West Des Moines Polar Plunge presented by Lincoln Savings Bank on Sunday, October the 15th at Jordan Creek Town Center in West Des Moines. The Polar Plunge is a signature fundraiser for the Special Olympics and offers a unique opportunity for individuals and organizations to raise money and support Special Olympic Iowa athletes by jumping into the frigid waters. All you have to do to take the plunge is raise $75 and register for the event online at soiowa.org backslash polar dash plunge. You can register individually or as a team. Last year, the West Des Moines Polar Plunge raised over $55,000 for Special Olympics Iowa. All the proceeds go back to the over 14,000 athletes in Iowa and fund the Special Olympics programs that they participate in. The Polar Plunge will start at noon on October the 15th with a post-party to follow. There's still plenty of time to sign up, so head over now to soiowa.org backslash polar dash plunge. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports. 